0: Upon a time, there lived a handsome prince who was about to marry a beautiful maiden. But an evil enchantress with dark powers wanted the prince for herself so she could become queen and rule the entire kingdom.
1: I look like a drowned rat. I need my blow dryer. Pretend you're camping. I hate camping. I hate instant coffee, but I'm drinking it, aren't I? We can't keep living with no electricity. It's medieval. At least we're conserving energy. Well, this is ridiculous. We have to figure out when the shocker demon's going to attack next and fast. But we still need the power of three to vanquish him. And unfortunately, number three lives across the town.
0: I didn't mean, are we ready as witches?
1: I meant, are we ready as sisters?
2: So we listen to a couple of your podcasts or, or mm-hmm. large portions of them.
3: Yeah, to all
2: the men I've tolerated before. Yeah, pretty clever.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank um, you.
2: Yeah, uh, this
3: is pretty much mine. <laughs> It'll be twenty-nine years, January first.
2: We tolerate Aaron. You tolerate your your cousin oh, and Ken. Yeah, It takes it tests your patience. But...
3: Speaking romantically, right, so,
2: right? You
4: know, it's just well, you. happy early anniversary. I was born on Christmas, so.
5: <laughs> Birthday's on Christmas. Is that rough,
4: present-wise? It was when I was a kid. When you're an adult, you're just like, I guess I didn't get enough presents. I'm gonna go shopping. <laughs>
6: yeah.
5: All
4: right. So, yeah. I,
6: have,
5: I have a friend whose birthday is on Christmas, and he always insists on two gifts.
4: Yeah. But yeah.
2: so the one I listened to, mm-hmm. the episode where you were taking sitcom characters from the '90s, guys, oh yeah, putting them on trial for misogyny.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. style. What what <laughs> podcast is that
3: to all the men I've tolerated before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to get more into podcasts, huh? I think I've got one to listen to. Oh
2: yeah, I think you could give her some material, yeah. but I could <laughs> tell that Natalie was very, you know, she those very uh, fluid podcasts with a lot of comedy in them. Yeah, they're really fun to listen to, even though you know they're talking about us, Aaron. But. <laughs> But but you know it was it was still you know I enjoyed it and and then the other one is still comfy. Yep. Which pop culture makes me jealous. The host of pop culture makes me jealous. Yep. And that one is I did I listened to a little bit of that one too, but not quite as much. Mm-hmm. But Natalie Katona. Yep. Well, that, first of all, welcome.
4: <laughs> thank you. The trial episode was a follow up of another episode that we did called. 90s pro protagon- 90s male protagonist made me codependent. So we narrowed it down to Sean Hunter, since he was my 90s crush, and Dawson Leary, since he's the worst 90s character of all time, who still gets made fun of with that crying meme. And we put them on trial for who would be the worst one to have to actually put up with.
5: Yeah, it's first time I saw an episode of Charmed. It's. Really? Like it was was always. It was always ending when the Gilmore Girls would come on. If I remember right.
4: Yeah, and I remember in college I would like schedule my day around it being syndicated so I could watch it all in order and not miss anything. Uh, Because that was before it was on DVD and it was before we had streaming or on demand or mm -hmm. anything. So it was the superstation or nothing.
6: Right. Gotcha.
3: Yeah, and I personally watched it when it was originally on, you know, weekly, Mm -hmm. and then once it went into syndication, I would be getting ready for, I would be, like, getting ready to go to work, and I'd be at my dad's house, and he'd be watching it, so I'd go over there, and he'd make me some, he lived next door. Yeah. I'd go over there, he'd make me some breakfast, we'd watch some Charmed, you know, Yeah, He loved and then he and then I don't drive, so he drives me to work. I have a driving phobia.
4: <laughs> I understand. I was out at coffee today, and someone got wild, and I was like, "This is why I don't like driving."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, weaving in between cars and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. This. Yeah. So, what was the run? Two thousand one to two thousand six for Charm. I,
3: I am not great went, at dates. I think it had eight years. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety six. Really. It started in, oh uh, no, 98.
2: 98? Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: It started in 98. Wow. Yeah.
2: And, of course, mm-hmm. the most famous member of the team at the beginning was probably Shannon Daugherty, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Melissa Milano.
2: You think Melissa? What, I funny. think it
3: was about even between Shannon and Alyssa. Yeah. Although Shannon had already had problems and had been... um Let's just say let go it. from multiple series already. Mm-hmm.
5: 90210 Most was being kind of 90210. <laughs> that was a phenomenon, Mars. That, that, yeah. that was a bigger deal than what
4: was Alyssa Milano in? Was
5: it she was the, boss? the
3: little girl in Who's the Boss. Yeah, she was the daughter in Who's the Boss. So, That's yeah, I guess Shannon was probably higher up. Yeah. I did. We were watching a panel at a Comic Con and. One of the things that they talked about was when the roles came across. Mm-hmm. Originally, the Piper role was supposed to be the flighty one. Oh, yeah, and you know, and then the Phoebe role was originally offered to Shannon Doherty. Mm. By the time Shannon was offered that role, Phoebe was flighty, and Shannon Doherty didn't Doherty didn't think she was right for the flighty role, so she requested the Prue role and Holly Marie Combs thought that the middle sister should be more responsible so th- they kind of like almost chose their roles in that. Yeah. Was- yeah well and that
4: works out great not that anyone knew that Shannon Doherty would be fired from the show right. but then they have to do a reshuffling of sister order so it felt natural for Piper to take over the older sister lead
3: Right. right, because she was already like a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. So she she kind of, I think Piper as an so, older sister is still something of a peacemaker. Yeah.
5: So Shannon Doherty is gone in this episode, yes.
3: right? And it is pretty. Did she
5: die? Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: it is pretty okay. recent of her dying. Since this is the fourth episode of a new, of a season,
6: mm-hmm.
4: it's probably pretty early on to her being gone from the show. Right. I Pick- saw
5: in note two. Yeah, season three. This yeah. This was uh, the first one they shot after 9-11 So wow. that's kind of how that they wow. the, the beginning was kind of their morning.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well,
2: and there was a scene yeah. in it where is it Phoebe goes into Prue's room and she kind of is looking at a bracelet with her name on it. They had these yeah. kind of moments at that yeah. point that it was still kind of fresh. Kinda.
3: Yeah, it's fresh. They still haven't, you know let go of her things. There's like... like Her room was intact. Her room's intact like a shrine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: So Prue, is that the short for a longer name? I believe her full name
4: was Prudence, and they called her Prue. Mm -hmm.
2: They're not so dear, Prudence. Mm -hmm. but. (laughs) gotcha. But so it was episode six, season four, right? Is that...
4: Mm -hmm. I
3: think... mm. Yeah,
2: season four, episode six.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a I Night to, to Remember. Yeah. A, a Night K-N-I-G-H-T. to
2: Remember. And I had the air that is November. Okay, I wrote it down. It was November 8th, 2001. Wow. I wrote, it, I wrote it down. <laughs> it was a first episode, but yeah. So, so maybe. Last
3: from the past. Me. Yeah. 22
2: know, years 2000, ago. 2001. Yeah, 98. Yeah. Yep. But,
3: okay, don't make me feel old. <laughs>
2: Every time they reference someone's age or say someone is, uh, you know, passed mm-hmm. on, did I used to, you know, yeah, enjoy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes you think you're, you're <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but we've asked Natalie to do a summary of the episode. Because okay. Ran, so mm-hmm. we'll let her have the floor here.
4: So we open up and Paige, who was our new, Hol- new Hallowell sister, is with her he's not really her long-term boyfriend he's kind of this guy that like flicks in and out of town and they've had a date and she's telling him this story about a constellation and what you find out it's a story about an evil enchant enchantress where she kidnapped a princess married a prince had his heir but it all works out in the evil enchantress's favor And Paige has this, like, she doesn't know why, but she's like, I always liked her the best. And then you kind of find out that it's a story that you wouldn't find in, like, a King Arthur mythology book or anything. Like, she made it up when she was a kid. And then we flashback to medieval times. And for my fellow millennials out there, we have a One Tree Hill cameo. Haley from One Tree Hill is playing the princess, which was fun for me because I love her character on One Tree Hill. And you find out that the evil enchantress is identical to Paige and is also played by Rose McGowan. She's playing both roles. Meanwhile, in the actual Hollowell house...
5: um, Sorry, when she's evil, her hair is longer and her voice is deeper. And
4: her... Yep. Long, wavy hair. (laughs) Really deep voice. Which was kind of, I had forgotten that that was, like, how they made her evil, was just, like, really getting the bass in there with her voice. But it was a fun trick. I miss old TV show tricks where that's how they would, like, lead you into believing a certain thing.
6: Yeah. We talk
4: about that on Still Comfy all the time, about how I kind of, like, I understand why we moved into CGI, but I kind of miss the way, like, goofy things would look in the movies without... CGI, right, right yeah. like the yeah. shocker. Why yeah. do you look at the
3: old stuff? Yeah, mm-hmm. some of
2: the backgrounds and some of the effects and everything definitely date the series, but make it kind of charming too.
3: And oh. yeah. Uh, yeah. that adorable situation when Phoebe is uh, attacking the shocker demon and she's literally suspended in the air. Right. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. Funny. Yep. Yeah, so
4: we're in the Hollowell house. Hyper is in Prue's room, so we get a little reminder that, you know, the family's in grief. They're kind of in turmoil. They don't really know what to do with Paige now that they're grieving one sister and they've got a new one. And then Phoebe lets us know that they've been living without electricity for about a week because there's a shocker demon. And we get the idea that the source, which was the source of all evil, the big bad, All of the demons have been just hitting hard at the Hallowell house to try and really impress him. Because the Charmed Ones were the the biggest enemy of the source of all evil. And then once they have a really bad encounter with the Shocker demon, Piper is like, Paige has to move in. Which I would say, besides the evil enchantress and the shocker demon, that is, like, a key conflict in this episode because no one is ready for Paige to move in at this point.
5: That's kind of, yeah, the B plot is is they need her to move in and she wants them to not be so close. Right.
3: right.
2: But the point no, is they're not...
3: So she doesn't want to move in as a witch. She mm-hmm. wants them to want her as a sister. Right.
2: right. Yeah. and I mean- also...
5: They they showed her even across town, you know, yeah. it's not going to stop them from barging right in. No we'll kidding. Right.
4: Yeah. And I mean, up until now, Paige has been living as an only child. So as someone who has a sister, but lives four hours away from her family and lives alone for the majority of the time to then jump right back into that family dynamic where people want to know why you're drinking coffee that way and what you think about the TV show that you're watching and what's your schedule like that day. It does become very overwhelming for us single women who live by our own, by our own schedule and our own needs and all of that. So I think this was the first time where I was like, oh no, I get it. I get why Paige doesn't want to move into the fancy house with her witchy sisters.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. it is kind of, met- of a metaphor, what you're talking about. They're not, They're not, neither, none of them are strong enough individually to handle this shocker demon and they need, you know, all three together.
6: Mm -hmm. That's
2: kind of a metaphor for what you're talking about, the the emotional stability or the the emotional reliance that the sisters would have on each other. So that was pretty clever. Yeah.
4: And it does really make sense that since they're emotionally and mentally in disarray, so is their magic. No one's spells are really, like, firing off the way that they could be if they were all kind of calmer and in the same house. We also find out that Piper's husband, newly husband, my favorite thing about Leo is that he keeps leaving the series, but we never know why. Like, I've looked into that actor several times, and I just never know where he was at on his off-seasons. But he's their white liar, which is, like, their guardian angel. And he's been watching over Paige secretly so that the demons that are coming after the Charmed Ones can't just, like, get her while she's on her own. But they don't clear that with her. There's no, like, reminder, like, hey, you can call on Leo. Leo can hear us wherever we are. So if the chakra demon finds your house. Leo
5: knows that she's on that big date with, who is he, Glenn? Yeah. yeah. mm mm-hmm
4: her surfer boyfriend
5: (laughs) her her surfer boyfriend
4: yeah and there is like the relationship with the sisters there's not a lot of stability in her relationship with glenn because he just kind of comes into town when he's in town and calls her up for the hookup and then within the next two days he's gone again but he what's also playing into Paige's conflict about like settling down with her sisters is he's also trying to convince her to quit her nine-to-five and just become, like, a surfer photographer with him. Mm-hmm.
3: So. Yeah, to, to adventure the world. Yeah. Like Great Barrier reef. Visit mm-hmm. the fall of China.
2: Yeah. So it's super contentious, but there is a conflict kind of going on between, mm-hmm. you know, the whole group there, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah
3: and that's where the 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 fact that the sisters are comfortable with like just you know walking in on her and and having someone watch her without asking her permission mm-hmm. you know, that's that's like a family dynamic to which Paige is not familiar
5: well there is no enough Paige. this is who you are you know that why are you running from it
0: Oh, gee, I don't know, being hunted by the source, ducking the Furies, and being shrunk by a psycho demon, not to mention being chased after by my bedtime stories. I don't know why I wouldn't want the rest of my life to be just like that.
1: She what? Did you explain the situation to her? Yes. And she still refused to come? Leo, we were up to our pointy little hats and demonic problems here. We need her. She knows that. I don't understand where her sisters
5: Yeah, but that's not the reason you need her.
1: I don't see what the big deal is. You'd think she'd want to move in here considering the dump she lives in.
3: Because for a long time hasn't had family.
4: And what really surprised me is is that Piper and Phoebe are the ones in grief, but they already know how to be sisters, so they're just like, Whatever, you're a sister, you have to come to Thanksgiving, this that and the mm-hmm. other Right. Whereas when they rebooted the season a couple of years ago, it was the oldest sister having a hard time being all like, What do you mean you're my sister? Like, I've grown up with this sister for 15 years. Who the hell are you? About the new third
3: one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a little more. I don't know. Do you think that was real? I think it's
5: all real, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> all, <laughs>
3: I, I mean more real do you think her the the reaction in the new series to the new the older sister having trouble accepting was more realistic than so, as the person now, just come on in
5: the the older sister isn't she dead at that point
3: not in the reboot not
4: in the reboot in the reboot they find out that they just have an extra sister
5: okay um, so it's not Prue, or it is Prue.
4: They have all different names in the in the revamp of the series. They went. Oh, like, okay. They didn't even involve the like original gotcha. cast or anything. It's a little contentious <laughs> between the original cast and the reboot. That seems silly to me.
5: I was I was unaware that there was it's like, it's, like a complete.
3: It's not the reboot. cast. I
5: thought, I thought it was just like a like what the Gilmore Girls did. Like, yeah, pick like up the, years later.
3: It's a completely different, the same story, the same origin. It's a, it's a Ghostbusters uh,
5: situation, not a situation. Well, the characters situation. are a
3: little bit different, but their roles are similar. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: There's just more LGBTQ and more Latinas.
2: So it's more up-to-date, more...
3: More African-American and more, more you know, definitely more racially sensitive. Mm-hmm. Cool. And,
4: and I think when it's like, is that a more realistic thing to be like well who the heck are you Mm -hmm. i see it both ways it's like i'm trying to get over the fact that i just lost a sister that i grew up with with 20 years and now i also have to grapple the fact that my mother had an affair with her white liar and i have a new sister so in one way i kind of get piper's side where like logically our powers do not work unless there are three of us my home is in shambles a lot because demons keep hitting my home. Of course she has to move in. But I think Phoebe hits it right on the head where it's like no one's ready for her to move in because she's not just like a lightning rod to our par- to our powers. She is, in fact, a human who is also our sister. And now we have to figure out how to incorporate her in our family, not just our job. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. What's that, Aaron? I said, huzzah. Huzzah. That,
5: that's, that's the end of the synopsis.
6: Mm-hmm. Well, well
2: yeah. I mean, it kind of, yeah, there are, there are a sequence of events that kind of lead to them converging towards the end, right? I mean, they, yeah, they it, come together to...
4: Paige finds the story of the Enchantress in the Book of Shadows, which is their spell book. She accidentally reads aloud a poem. I guess no one told Paige that if a witch reads a poem, it becomes a spell. So she accidentally shoots the prince from the alternate universe into the future. He falls in love with her because it turns out the Enchantress is Paige from a past life. They have to fight the Enchantress. They have to fight the Shocker Demon. But then at the end... It's enough bonding moments where Paige is like, "I guess I will live with you, people."
2: Yeah. Mhm. And I like the way
4: hurt, and it's and her
2: her place was trashed.
4: Yeah, and her That's- place was trashed.
2: <laughs> I like the way, way she just kind of nonchalant. You know, at the end, that he's kind of nonchalantly dispatched of the the shocker demon, just like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, once there, it was, when it, there wasn't was three was three was the, the, right. the power of three. The power. They say
3: the power free three three times. Sometimes more, but usually three times. And well, do you
6: remember?
4: Do you remember uh, like the Power Rangers? Like it took me. uh I was like on the school bus when I had the realization that every episode of the Power Rangers is the same in the exact same format. They're yeah. in the cafeteria, they eat some food, someone destroys the city, they fight the thing that's destroying the city for a little bit, but at the end, they're always going to have to be in that big robot thing, because right. we paid for the big robot. <laughs> it's
2: like Three's Company, right? Exactly. Yeah. Three's Company's the same show every episode, too. Yeah. There's a some misunderstanding. and you know, yeah. <laughs> And then there's a resolution
3: to, to it. And then We used to joke around when the episode came on. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this one. There's going to be a misunderstanding, and then it'll be resolved in half an right. hour. Yeah. So Charmed is like
4: the same way. Piper and Leo are having marital issues. Phoebe's dating someone, and Paige is young and wild. But at the end, we're going to have to battle a demon.
3: Yeah.
6: Yeah.
3: Well, it's, and, I, and sometimes we're married
4: to it. Yeah, and sometimes we're married to it. And I can't remember, and I should have looked actually just through the IMDBs to see if Cole had arrived yet. I can't remember if he was ever yeah. in a Peru season.
3: Yeah, I don't know if he was in a Peru season, but I don't think he, I don't know. That's a good thing. Mm hmm. Cut off. Uh. Because if you think about it, I Shannon don't do- think so. Mm hmm. I don't think so because Phoebe stopped wearing that goofy, weird princess lay on the top of her head. Heels. Oh, her space buns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, her space buns. Those are crazy. So, yeah, I think she stopped those right before Cole, but I yeah. might be wrong. So, she of- does revisit them in a later season when they have like a regression thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, no. Yeah, That's so space funny. Space buns,
5: pigtails, and. I guess the other one was a ponytail.
3: Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. But I had a lot
5: of up hair, a lot well, of up hair, a lot of well, you're
4: fighting and, demons. You can't
3: just right. have your hair whipping around. Yeah.
4: Give me lightning
2: No, out. no, how
3: Piper retained her hairstyle with the demon fighting?
2: Well, I had a couple observations about the episode in general. One thing mm-hmm. was the fashion, mm-hmm. like what Paige wore when she was in the office was just crazy. I mean, it looked like she had this like flowery wrists and a you know, big puffy.
3: And that, that, the, the lion's mane on her chest
2: yeah, and, the and a plaid
6: and
4: skirt. I was like, yeah. what are you doing with that plaid skirt and the yeah. tangerine top?
3: Yeah, well, no, the, the top came off as, like, uh, magenta yeah. on on our TV. And and it did go with the, the one of the colors in the plaid skirt. Yeah, yeah I think I had to, mm-hmm. like,
4: it was when she grabbed it, I was like, Paige, there is no way that's going to go together. And then once she had it on, I was like, oh, I guess that color is woven throughout the plaid. But still, yeah. I'm a big patterns over neutrals girl. Like, if the pattern is, if the sh- skirt is already short and the pattern's already there, we can just have a neutral. <laughs>
6: But it
3: looked,
2: yeah. it looked like I something will
3: wear multiple I will wear a coordinating pattern sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah.
2: It looked like something that some like a young woman in New York City might purchase for like fifteen hundred dollars or something. Yeah.
3: You know, yeah. It looked
2: like some kind of exotic design yeah. by it, which that's probably know. exactly what it was, I guess. You
3: know. But but in 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 that show, I'm pretty sure Paige was probably a secondhand store devotee.
2: No, she may have been, yeah. She might have been, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, the other thing was how physical it was. Like, oh, yeah. they they really bounced around in that. I was like, you know, and it, it didn't look like stunt people. You know, it looked like they were doing the, the, the stunts.
4: Well, and eventually, oh, Phoebe. They did some of their own stunts, but not all of them. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, Phoebe gets, like, levitation powers, and she hones her levitation powers through, like, martial arts in the air so it gets like ridiculously physical for her at some point
3: yeah that was you can see kind of the beginning of that Mm -hmm. where she tried to kick the the electricity yeah yes kicking electricity makes perfect sense perfect
4: sense yeah because at this point phoebe's power is still mostly passive it's like i touch a thing and i get a future premonition and then i have to tell everyone about the future premonition eventually she also becomes an empath where she can control people's feelings and she can use that to levitate for some reason
5: they they thing they did to keep away to keep away from the shock demon was to not use electricity. Right. Yeah. But well it kind of didn't. I no. mean right. they immediately
4: use electricity. Phoebe's like, that's it, I'm just gonna call her on the phone. And then
5: yeah. even if she's not touching the phone, it's already plugged in and using electricity.
4: Right. <laughs> well and then it the shocker demon found Paige at work. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. There's electricity everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well that that was an excellent synopsis. I appreciate you going through it like that. Well we thank you. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. But why don't we take a break right here for our sponsor? When we come back, we'll do our world famous bios
6: mm-hmm. for world,
2: so world famous. World famous. Warwood famous at least.
0: 9 to 5 isn't you, Paige. You've always had two
1: adventurers of spirit to be pinned down.
0: Oh, yeah. Just drop by between K2 and the Great Barrier Reef, and you know this about me, do you? Where is she? What have you done to my beloved? You mean I'm not your beloved? Ooh, I'm crushed. Hey, okay. <laughs> I'm not here to talk to either of you. I'm just here to look at the Book of Shadows. Hey, hey, we said we were sorry. Yeah, right. What do you think about
1: moving in with us?
0: Oh, uh, excuse me?
1: Well, uh, that's what we came to talk to you about. You know, we're tired of getting attacked by demons here and not being able to do anything about it. (sighs) you got to convince Paige to move in with us soon before there's nobody left to move in with.
0: I guess we need a new TV. Oh. You cannot do this. One thing you need to know about me, Lady Julia. Nobody tells me what to do.
2: Well, yeah, people do. They do love tangents as long as they're good tangents. Yeah. I really
4: liked... I listened to the Third Rock from the Sun one that you guys sent me. And, man, does that one still stream anywhere? I used to love Third Rock from the
2: Sun.
3: Yeah, I can find it sometimes. I
2: forget where. We we all watched yeah. it on. I thought that one may have been on YouTube.
3: Mm.
2: Free YouTube. But if not, it was probably on the.
3: Yeah, I th- think. Yeah, it was on.
2: Yeah.
4: Okay. I know that. Hulu during the pandemic got the rights to a lot of old TV shows. Yeah. I think mean, they had like Laverne and Shirley at some point. I know yeah. Family Family Matters got added on Sister Sister.
2: Yeah,
4: they were like, oh, people are locked in their homes; they're gonna need their comfort shows.
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can go back to that stuff. It's like I, I don't know. Maybe it's comf- Maybe it's just like you say, comfort or familiar mm-hmm. with it or whatever. But like, I love. Turn on, like, an episode of Taxi when I'm trying to wind down, you know? Or okay,
3: yeah. Bart Julian Miller. McMahon joined the cast of Charmed in 2000. Who did? Julian McMahon. Uh, uh, Turn. Cole. So you- he wasn't there yet. I didn't think so. I, I do remember he wasn't... I think he did, like, a couple of almost cameos, if you will. Mm-hmm. Kind of, like, playing... I think he played, like, a different character as that actor as a guest
6: mm-hmm. on
3: an earlier episode. So that might be where the confusion comes in.
6: Because I still
3: remember them doing that with a lot of characters, you know, revisiting the same actor in a different role. Mm-hmm. Honestly, what- I'm
4: just bad at timelines. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, no. No,
3: I mean, yeah. I just remember Phoebe being more mature and having mm-hmm. more mature hairstyles. By the time Cole came along,
4: By the time I of- just
3: have the feeling that Cole would have been more attracted to one of the others, like Piper, even oh,
4: really? though Piper
3: was already married. Yeah, because I think one of he didn't like. I don't think he would have been as attracted to Pete Phoebe in the first few years. Yeah, because she was a little too flighty, even for Cole. I think. Yeah, even even if with him, kind of you know. I think the first couple he wasn't of he was in demon mode at first. Or yeah. Was he?
4: No, he they didn't know that he was a demon until him and Phoebe were basically in a committed relationship and they had been a- dating for a while.
3: Right. And then, like a big reveal. Married, the source took him over.
4: Mm-hmm. And then she became the queen of the demon world. I'm doing my bio now for Phoebe, so I'm gonna. Stop. All right, got it into.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, Wait, wait. Well. Until-
4: Okay, uh, so should we uh,
5: should we give her a break and yeah. let somebody I'm good to go. You,
3: I can he, he power through the... it. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> let's let her. Let's let her go. So, do we want to yeah. start Then, then we'll let the guests uh, I
4: Phoebe? Yeah, I can go ahead and do it's Phoebe.
5: Tough for me to keep the P names straight. You like know what? You, Phoebe?
4: you have Phoebe's to be sisters Milano, with the right? same Yeah, Phoebe is Alyssa Milano.
5: All I really knew about her going into this is vaguely that she was in Who's the Boss? And Mm -hmm. uh, that she's a huge Dodgers fan.
4: Oh, I did not know about the Dodgers fan. And
5: and the Me Too stuff.
3: And, yeah, well, she was very much an activist because of the whole nudity thing and her mother. The other thing that I specifically knew about her was my dad was warm for her form.
2: (laughs) I he's still
3: no because he was over 70.
2: I remember being confused. I thought she was the Daniels, girl from Archie Bunker's place. I thought she was. Uh...
3: Danielle Briswell? Yeah. I mean, no.
2: really? Yeah, I get them mixed up really? when they were kids. Yeah, because they were both child actors. Child actors. Uh, yeah. Actresses. Let's so you just, let
4: riff. You guys know more about Alyssa Milano than I did. I focused on Phoebe because she's my favorite sister. I was like, oh, I get to write a oh. bio about Phoebe. <laughs>
5: I I know nothing about Phoebe,
4: so it's awesome. So Phoebe is played by Alyssa Milano of Who's the Boss fame, as we've said, and her powers start out as future flashes. She touches an object. It gives them a clue on how to fight the demon or where the demon is or what the demon's aims are Ah. or if, like, a human is going to be Did that happen in this episode? No. Okay. I don't think so. It was mostly her martial arts in this episode.
5: Her her, country, her witch foo.
4: Yeah. As her magic evolves, she eventually becomes an empath, and she also gets to levitate, and that's how she fights. She is, I would say, the most martial of the three sisters. Like, if anyone's going to kick anyone, it's going to be Phoebe. She started yeah. the show as the younger sister, and then when Prue died, she became the middle sister, I thought that she did a really great job of showcasing that, like, because she was the baby for so long, and she was the one that everyone had to take care of those first three seasons. And then in this episode, where Piper is so focused on the work and the magic and all of it, and she's like, or we could take care of our new baby sister, and I get to do that for the first time and actually feel for a new person instead of being the person that everyone's rolling their eyes at and then having to take care of.
6: Yeah.
4: I would also classify Phoebe as the romantic lead of the show. Most of her plot lines deal with who she is dating or romantically connected to. The biggest of course being Cole, mm-hmm. who when they started dating, they found out that Cole was a demon. Phoebe and Cole were our lovely off-again, on-again, hot and cold romance, mostly because of the demon versus witch plotline. But mm-hmm. eventually they do like the sisters I guess give their blessing. Like, I guess it's fine. You can date a demon. What are we gonna do? Phoebe decides that yeah, she that's, probably that's like
5: what demons and witches gonna do, right?
4: Right, what are you gonna do? I think she like <laughs> she's like, I can make world. him good. She, like she falls into that trope. Like, I can fix him. He'll be yeah. a good demon
6: <laughs>
4: but, good demon good demon but he eventually becomes the source of all evil and then they have to vanquish him so she has to vanquish Uh, her (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband but but she also becomes like queen of the demons Mm
6: -hmm.
4: yeah they try to make it work he's so hot like i understood it i was like oh 100 i would Mm -hmm. immediately give up my sisters and all of it to be like but Cole do you see him then she goes on to date coworkers and bosses and it kind of has a minor part in her story and then her story wraps up in the fact that she's always so awful at love that it starts to like affect her magic and all of it and then the whole series ends with her going on this like journey of revisiting her past relationships and her pitfalls and successes with love to prepare her for new love and then she marries cupid who took her on that journey to begin with and And
3: the elders gifted her cupid oh did they gift her cupid yeah basically they arranged this relationship and they kind of they kind of, Cupid didn't, I think they shot her with Cupid's arrow. Oh. Or something to that effect. I thought Cupid
4: shot her with an arrow mm. and tried to get her with another guy, and then it rounded back up to Cupid. I could have that wrong.
3: I, but but the elders kind of set her up. Yeah. With it. Yeah, that was definitely a setup.
4: After all that because, grief, they gave Piper and Leo I, about being married. The elders were like, but have Cupid. <laughs>
3: that's why oh that's kind of why they were they were like sorry about that here's a guy
2: (laughs) here's your thighs
4: and he's the guy who plays coop is one of those like recognizable actors Mm -hmm. i i never know his name i think it's billy zane i think it's the guy from titanic oh wow oh really yeah
2: he was the scoundrel the the rat fink and titanic
4: yeah yeah if not it's a guy who looks exactly like billy zane
3: sure
5: i froze for a minute there who are we talking about we're talking
3: about uh, phoebe's eventual husband cooper who who was played by who was cupid and was played by let me find him okay he comes after chris they
5: called they called cupid coop they did
3: Welco was on this series for a little while. Oh, here. that's right. Kaylee
4: Cuco. Mm-hmm. That's when they—that's when the fans decided yeah. that the show wasn't good anymore, when they took Kaylee under their wings and, like, taught her how to be a baby witch. Was that, was so
5: that after a circle Rules? I'm not
3: saying that was my favorite era. I
4: know. I kind of like it when we... Like, my favorite years of One Tree Hill, everyone tells me I'm wrong, but at the end of senior year, instead of going into college, like... Saved by the Bell did, they just skip ahead five years. So they've all graduated college, they've all kind of had a year in whatever they're doing post-college, and then they all just wind up in One Tree Hill as fully-fledged yes. fet- adults. Lazy
5: writing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but oh, for me... Victor, was, Victor Webster. Although um, well, he does... He does like look like not, Billy Zane. You know, he does look quite a bit like Billy. What do you think?
2: I think it'd be better for the show if it were Billy Zane, but that doesn't look enough <laughs> like him.
3: Was Billy Zane on the show? I think I, he was. I think he played this, like Robin Hood.
2: Maybe. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah.
3: Sounds like what that
4: happened. Yeah. Well,
2: Eric, in Titan. Not to belabor the point, but I mean.
4: I, you I just like to believe that him. Billy Zane's in everything. Like yeah. I'm like more Billy Zane.
2: <laughs> well, he yeah, he plays a, yeah, he plays a good villain. though. I've seen him play other roles. It seems to be his niche, his wheelhouse is that kind of overeducated, privileged, mm-hmm. kind of arrogant, you know, dude.
4: Will leave you on Please a sinking ship.
3: A yeah, right. In the television series Charmed, playing a Poetry loving ex demon named Drake. So I so believe Phoebe probably does him. date him. You know what? Yeah, no, I think not. Phoebe
4: I don't think Phoebe. I thought it was Paige that dated. Oh, maybe him. Paige dates him. I never remember I any. Well, yeah, I remember. Re-
3: uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead.
4: I never remember anything about pages like yeah. stories, which is rude. Like,
3: yeah.
4: but you know, Piper and Leo had that mystery of like, why is Leo always gone? What could that actor be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, And then Phoebe with the whole. Witch being in love with the demon thing. It just overshadows everything. That I ever remember about Paige.
3: Well. And and I believe that. Part of the whole. Brian being off the show thing. Might have been connected to the fact. That the executive producer. Was dating him. Right Uh before Sharon Doherty left. That's why Shannon Doherty left. That's part of it. I mm. did not know that. T. Yeah, yeah. Guess who the executive producer was?
2: Who? Arby Weinstein.
3: Alyssa Milano.
4: Oh. I did not so know that. i might
3: explain <laughs> why you don't see Shannon and Melissa, Alyssa, in the same I- room?
4: I did know that they had beef. I never knew why. I need to go back through all of my old shows before we had the internet and Google mm-hmm. all of the behind-the-scenes drama. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. that's a- But that's
3: my understanding. So is that, I, is that I, my
5: I, character that I Yes, chose?
3: Leo. Uh-huh.
5: So he was, his, the actor was involved with Alyssa Milano? Mm-hmm.
3: And then Shannon Doherty.
5: And <laughs> Shannon Doherty? Yeah. Yep.
3: He was with Alyssa initially. Now, this is what I understand. I don't know how true this tea is, but, you know, he was dating Alyssa, and then Shannon Doherty kind of snuck in there. Now, why Shannon left the show and he didn't is probably connected to the fact that Shannon has been known to be problematic, and he was not.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Which I would love. And now, of course, she's six. I
5: dipping his yeah. pen in the company inkwell. He sure there. was. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. I was going to
2: say shit where sleep, but that's that not great. Very... That
3: might be one of the reasons why occasionally he, you know, they would kill him off at the end of many seasons, and in the panel that we just watched, you know, that was a, a part of it. He was saying how at the end of any season, the, his least favorite episodes were the ones where they killed him off because you never know if they were going to bring him back. Well, that's on you, buddy. That's <laughs> on. Exactly. That might have been the executive producer getting him back for screwing around on her. Yeah.
2: That's fascinating. Yeah. That's a you know. Uh-huh. The, oh, I can't wait to I tell see,
6: everyone. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes
2: sense yeah. because, you know, there was obviously a struggle going on between.
3: And I know and, so he he's dating a, an executive producer. Okay. I don't he, know he for dated, sure that it was Alyssa, but that's what somebody else said.
5: He dated Alyssa Milano. Low key, they had a low key relationship during the third and fourth
2: seasons.
4: Wow! The season and that's when Prue had to go. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: you nailed it, sweet. You got yeah. right. it. that's
4: amazing because I never knew. Because you, when I think about like actors leaving shows, it's to get onto better shows.
6: <laughs> Not sure.
4: And that guy never shows up on anything in front. In fact, one of my friends today, when I texted her to be like, "I'm rewatching Charmed. I want to rewatch all of them because I've rewatched this one episode," she's like, "You're gonna sit through that uggo Leo?" <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "I would like to solve the mystery on why Leo never got to be in the show more than like four episodes in a row." Yeah, and I'm gonna I actually tell her. Kind of thought he was cute. But, I thought he was cute too when she yeah. called him like a toe header. I was like, "What?" And she she's goes, "He looks oh, like a toe. She's
3: blonde. Oh. Yeah. She doesn't like blonde men. Maybe. Well, Sharon uh, Darby
2: didn't do a whole lot after this either, did she? I mean, Yeah,
3: she's, she's done more than you think. She did that a yeah. Quite a few Let's just say less A-level projects. Uh-huh. So, you know, I've seen him in a couple things. I think he's done some made for TV and mm-hmm. I know that he's done some science fiction movies mm. because he commented on some science fiction movies that were less than excellent.
2: <laughs> I think you made a good joke.
3: If you get them good with the sci-fi channel, you're good.
4: You're good. Mm. Yeah. I loved Face Off,
3: but you'll, you know, it's like it's like when we were little and they would have the westerns on. Yeah. One time, I started crying during this western, and my dad's like, "What's the matter?" And I was like maybe six, seven years old. And uh, and he said, what's the matter? And I said, the, the horse, I might have been five because I said so horsey. And he said, well, why are you so upset about the horsey being killed, but not the people? And I said, oh, the people come back every week. But the horse, <laughs> what about the horsey? What about the horse? Yeah. Also, the horse didn't choose to be there. Yeah, no. yeah. And I mean, but they would use the same actor in different roles, and I Uh had realized it was the same person. Right. So the people weren't really dying. You'd see the next movie the following week. Well, the way we
2: do the profiles is usually Uh boy, girl, boy, girl. So So, it's either me or Aaron.
3: Aaron, you want to go or you want Philip to go?
2: I can go, I guess. Okay, are you sure? Yeah
3: and I can go
2: and they, so you like sure. It's not I'll like he's, I'm, I'm just kind of
5: shocked. I'm just kind of shocked at the uh, relationship. He though, learned
4: so much about Brian. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> so Brian Krause or Krause, Krause? Krause? I think it's Krause. Krause plays, uh, plays Leo. Let me see. He's. Uh, I'm going to stutter through this one. Hold on a second. I scrolled down too far. I'm on the onset drama link and not my Leo link. Here's my Leo link. Okay. Leonardo Wyatt, known as Leo, is the son of Christopher Wyatt and a woman whose name is unknown. He was assigned as a white lighter to the Charmed <laughs> Ones and fell in love with the middle sister, Piper, later in her life. Together they have three children. Um, after being a white lighter, an elder, and an avatar, Leo fell from grace, became mortal to live out a full life with his wife and children. Over the years of being a white lighter, Leo's helped the sisters with demonic problems. After becoming mortal, he became headmaster of magic school still helps out the sisters with their supernatural burdens. In a turn of events, he entered a vault in the heavens and bonded with the imperial sword, which granted him angelic wings. However, he's still mortal and the sword drains his energy when used. He's no longer bonded to that sword and fully mortal once again after the battle with Renek, whomever that is. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's a a white lighter, which is basically a guardian angel assigned yeah. to a good witch. And as far as the actor, this guy's got an insane number of credits. He has 123 acting credits, and most most things are like you know he's got a lot of movie roles and TV movies, but a lot of TV series with one episode, two episodes, but there's a few where he's got like four, eight episodes, but he's in 150 some odd Charmed episodes, 145. Sorry, but that's that's it. That's Leo. That's Brian. The, I he apparently him. had a nasty, uh, salacious relationship <laughs> salacious affair. With, with Alyssa Milano and or Shannon Doherty. Or both. But we, yeah.
3: well, we know for sure Shannon Doherty. Oh.
5: Oh, we know for sure Alyssa Milano. Do we know for sure yeah. Shannon Doherty?
3: No, we know for sure Shannon Doherty. She's publicly admitted it. Mm.
4: Um, I well, hope she, I hope now that she's sick, she writes like, a, I'm gonna tell it all kind of book, like. and oh, yeah. yeah.
2: right. that would be good. Yeah, I tell all What's, was- what's mm-hmm. she got?
4: She has some form of cancer, mm-hmm. breast cancer. Breast cancer, yeah.
3: It's that's what I believe. I, I understand, and I believe she was in remission
4: for a while, and now she now she's sick again. That's yeah, We well,
2: You know, there are people they vilify her sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you know, and. They got to remember they were like twenty three and twenty five years old. You know they were like yeah. totally, yeah, not completely developed as humans yet. You know they were they were getting there, but uh, you know she she's probably not the same person she was back then. Yeah. Well, and,
4: and I would just love more information on what made her the biggest villain in Hollywood during her acting career. Because I if it was just like Spelling. oh yeah, Tori Spelling. <laughs> but if it was just and like this is an
5: aaron spelling
4: productions yeah it? so many aaron spelling productions but if it was literally like her and tori couldn't ever get along and aaron spelling owned tv in the 90s and early aughts or if it was just like literally in the 80s oh yeah, in the 80s is and charlie's angels oh is he charlie's angels
5: I'll I'll, ch- I'll get back to you on
6: okay.
3: that. Now my uh, understanding with the nine oh two one oh thing is she and Jenny McGarth were having fights and Jenny McGarth couldn't handle it and Tori and Jenny were best friends. Oh uh, So Tori went to her dad and said, Hey, what can we do about this? Can we can we lose Shannon Doherty? Can we get rid of her? She's mm-hmm. causing trouble on the set. She makes unreasonable demands, you know, that kind of thing.
4: I would love to know what the unreasonable demands were. Was it like, right,
3: me too. could I
4: wear a full shirt? <laughs> hey.
3: Yeah, it's kind of cold in here. Could I wear a shirt? Right. What about pants?
2: Green M- M&M's taken out of a, <laughs> a bowl of M- M&M's. In- <laughs> you know,
3: I... So That's- I use- no <laughs> so I used to the work MMs have got to go.
2: The brown no. right
3: the brown yeah. so I used top to
4: top. work at our professional theater association in Dayton and mm-hmm. I was actually told by people who have to read and or write the the like star writers for like when we have Taylor Tomlinson come to the Vic, these this is what she expects out of the dressing room. And mm-hmm. I was told the weird stuff like no green M&M's that's just to make sure that someone actually read it
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> well that's interesting that, I, people, I get that, that makes sense people yeah. do that. but they're talking about Van Halen Maria Van Halen would make those demands like that, you know, there's a notorious you know, but that makes sense mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Well, well, Lise how about you, you want to do your okay. bio of-
3: I mostly did oh, Marie
2: Combs
6: Easy,
0: easy. Me. How did you get here? I'm charmed.
1: What have you done to me?
0: We found your powers, Enchantress.
1: No more kingdom come for you. Not for you. How could you do this to me? To us.
0: I didn't do it. We did it. So I won't be getting my security deposit back. Yeah. Too bad you don't have any other place to stay. I wouldn't have to stay in the basement, would I?
3: Vanquish we three witches' cry One final shot and,
1: and then he And they lived happily ever after.
3: Okay, and one of the reasons why I chose her is because Piper and I have some similarities. I'm in my family. I'm the middle child and the peacemaker, and I have to put my glasses on and read it because I do not have it memorized. So, okay, not only am I also a middle child and a peacemaker, but in some ways an oldest child because I have two brothers, one by my mother's first marriage, and he was five when I was born. And then a younger brother with my the same father. So in some ways, I'm my father's oldest, but I'm also the middle. So um, let's see. Also, I have an eyebrow split. Mine's over my left eye, similar to what kind, similar to what Holly Memory Combs has. And both of us received these injuries as toddlers. Mm. So it's just kind of you know kismet. Yeah. I have not had the romantic ups and downs that Piper had. I've had one thing for 29 years.
2: Totally consistent.
3: No demon tendencies. Yeah. Way more way more white lighter than demon.
2: My Bible joint. I'm not yeah. saying
3: he's a wimp, though. <laughs> I'm not saying it.
2: Okay. <laughs> she says it all
3: the time. I do not. <laughs> okay. Born to teen parents, Holly Marie Combs parents were fifteen and seventeen when she was born. They stayed married for two years but divorced basically because they felt like they were too young to be married. She was raised in San Diego, mostly by her mother, moving frequently with her mo- with her mother named Lorelai. Lorelei was an aspiring actress who moved to New York City at when Holly Marie was seven. Holly Marie started acting at around the age of 11. So I think maybe Lorelai moved from aspiring actress to stage mom. She So she started acting at 11, landing small roles. Her first major role was in 1998 at 14 when she scored the movie Sweetheart's Dance as Deb's Boone, the daughter whose parents were played by Susan Sarandon and Don Johnson, not bad. Okay. Then she landed the amazing role of Jenny in Fourth of July by Oliver Stone, starring Tom Cruise.
4: Oh, Tom Cruise.
3: Cool. So we're getting some credits here. We're getting some real, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. It's heavy hitting. So. She she had, was born
5: on the 4th of July, was, was she like his daughter?
3: No, I don't know if she's a niece or a neighbor that he bonds with. But she kind of like pushes him around in the wheelchair and, you know, calls him out on his shit. Okay. Gotcha. Somewhat. There were a few movies between 1989 and 92. You can do what I did for her career and look it up on Wikipedia if you want to know what all of them are. Mm. Okay. Now, in 92, she landed another milestone in acting, the role of Kimberly Brock from Picket Fences. This is a major role. I mean, it was a really good show. It should have lasted longer than it did. I was obsessed. I'm going to rewatch it now that I know she was in it her stated favorite role because Kim was always right and very smart and Holly Marie likes to be right and smart me too right. honestly yeah now uh, she did a few more roles between 96 and 1998 which brings us to charms <laughs>
6: okay.
3: A show that I've watched every single episode of more than once. Yep. And not just because my dad has the hots for for Alyssa Milano. <laughs> okay. So Piper Hollowell, peacemaker, middle child, roller coaster victim of love.
6: <laughs>
3: her, she had more ups and downs in her relationship than a really good roller coaster. I didn't do a whole bio on, you know, the whole, you know, episode. If you're a fan of Charm, you already know what happened.
2: The canon. Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) You know. Yeah, I did more of the bio on Holly Marie Combs, because you might not know as much about her. Right. She was the least famous sister, as far as, like, visibly famous, even though she's had some major good roles. Well, and,
4: I mean, besides Rose McGowan, who goes Mm -hmm. on to... Bigger roles in more movies. She had Alyssa Milano had like one series on ABC. It was about cheating. mistresses.
3: Mistresses.
4: Yeah. I was like, it was about cheating, and the title had something to do with cheating.
3: Yeah, actually, Holly Marie Combs was supposed to do that show, and it got tabled. Mm-hmm. And then when they went back into it, it ended up being Alyssa Milano. So I don't know if there's anything there.
4: I wonder if Holly Marie Combs was too busy with Pretty Little Liars. Yeah,
3: because, yeah.
4: That would be, for me, her next biggest role that I saw yeah. her the most in.
3: Her most recent major role was Ella, a mother of a Pretty Little Liar. She has stated that this is the least favorite of her roles because Ella was pretty much a powerless victim through the entire series.
2: Good reason. Yep. No. You know,
3: oh, okay. No, Holly was sixteen, only sixteen years older than Lucy Hale played, who played her daughter. So I have to wonder if she didn't infuse the role with some of her own mother.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: Growing up with a teenage, you know.
2: I always like the way you wrapped it up. I don't know if like that. that
3: was part of the story. No, was a young mom, but. You know, she was, as an actress, only 16 years older than... And that happens a lot in Hollywood. Yeah, more they with, skew it know, more with actresses yeah. than with actors. You hardly ever see something where somebody's only nine years older than the character playing, you know. And mm-hmm. in, 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 not in the show, but
6: yeah,
3: in reality. That's the nice. actress is only nine years older than her daughter. I Whereas,
4: watch yeah. First Wives Club... For a different podcast and Elizabeth Berkley is the first Wives Club with Goldie Hawn and yeah, the and original
5: Thor- movie. Right? Yeah. yeah,
4: the original movie. I didn't know that it was a series. Like, I was looking up stuff about it. I vaguely
5: it. remembered that, yeah, they made it. Yeah, TV show.
4: But we were watching it and Elizabeth Berkley is supposed to be a 16-year-old in that movie, but she's already done all of Saved by the Bell and is on her way to doing Showgirls. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that math doesn't add up, right? It's
5: like nine oh two one oh the whole time, you know. Mm
4: -hmm.
6: Stalker Channing being thirty-seven
5: degrees. Stalker Channing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Very very old Rizzo.
3: Yeah, but that's rare. the stalker older actress. I have
5: I have the Aaron Spelling update. Yeah, he goes Mm -hmm. way way back in producing TV to the fifties.
2: Wow. (laughs) The Show.
5: I don't think he did. He wasn't Dick Van Dyke. He did some kind of Zane Grey Theater.
6: Okay.
3: Okay.
5: Yeah, Zane Grey Theater was 59 to 61. He did 30 episodes of that. And 37 okay. episodes of Johnny Ringo 59 to 60. Lloyd Bridges Show, Honey West, Danny Thomas Hour.
2: Okay. I knew did uh, some- Over the
5: Hill Gang go- goes on and on until you get up into the into the 70s and then it's the Mod Squad.
3: Oh wow, uh, that's a good credit.
2: Wasn't Danny no. Thomas a spinoff no. of the Dick Van Dyke Show? No, uh, we could re- no. No, that's not
5: SWAT, that's- the Rookies,
4: the Love Boat. Oh my gosh, he's been around forever.
2: That's his. That's his. I Seminal work there, Love Boat. Charlie's
5: Angels, Vegas.
2: Charlie's Angels, you're right.
4: Vegas.
5: Fantasy Island, Heart to Heart
4: wow oh yeah and then and then he famously he famously wrote tori out of his will at the urging of her mother and i believe some sort of like man who was also employed by her mother wow (laughs) yeah
5: dynasty hotel
4: poor tori i hope all the best for tori spelling yeah (laughs) Yeah. So,
2: just naming those shows, he, like, owned every show on TV at a certain time in the 70s. He sure Melrose did. Place. I mean...
4: And then that carried over to the 90s. Beverly Hills,
5: 90210, yeah.
2: I guess he deserves to be called King Lear, huh?
4: hmm
5: He's in a bunch of movies the executive produced, too. Kingpin.
3: That was funny.
5: Seventh Heaven, Charmed. Charmed looks like the last... Big thing he did. Mm-hmm. Wow, something called Split Decision, a TV movie around that time too.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah, that must have been.
3: That was a split decision for me. <laughs>
2: Armed was probably. So, oh, it
3: was so so. Split decision was.
2: I remember it was pretty. Uh, it was and pretty big. Was, it, yeah. it was uh, chic. I mean, it was real. It was like a really smooth. You know, the show was. With the effects and everything at the time, it's, it's gonna go eight seasons, yeah. It's got to be hitting its Lick. target I mean, audience, for especially some...
3: because
4: seasons used to be like 24 episodes a season, yeah,
5: 23, 24 episodes, right? And you got all the so,
3: fashion, and they were able to use different kinds of fashion because they had different sisters. Well, so you my...
5: weren't watching these when they were live, right?
3: Me, you, yeah,
5: too young. no, you, yeah, yes, so but I was Natalie.
4: I was born in 88.
5: Okay. So. so
4: if Gilmore Girls was on, I was probably watching at least some of them live. And yeah. then there's like this whole block of TV or of time where I stopped keeping up with TV weekly. And mm-hmm. then I had to wait until everything was syndicated.
5: Yeah. And then, so you said in college. So. Yeah.
4: I would just catch up. Thank goodness for so like,
5: the superstition.
4: They're they're non class time.
5: Like the the mid
2: aughts somewhere.
4: Yeah. I graduated college in 11, 2011.
2: Okay. Are you are you old enough to remember getting the TV guide and looking through the entire week and like checking off? Well, I'm so, gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. You know.
4: I do remember it being a physical book, but I also remember when they took that physical book and made it a channel where you could just watch it, scroll up and down. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was like, a
5: channel since since cable t v started yeah but but still you'd get the book for years after oh. that, yeah and, and if he grew up with it it was about the size oh, yeah. of baseball on yeah. track you know
3: we, and we and would
5: have it would okay. have critics would have, critics would
3: have articles in it in and
5: there's
3: a a crossword puzzle agree.
2: yeah yeah puzzle the puzzle was in there yeah. and yeah, an article or, Yeah. Oh well, there's
3: a couple of articles about some about some show or other that was being highlighted.
5: Yeah, okay. some articles, some reviews. That, that, the thing yeah, is, the- everybody had it.
2: There'd be shows like even if it were reruns or something, and you would ha- have no idea that it was going to be on, except you would look. You know, you'd look through. Like if you wanted to see the Rockford Files, and there's a certain episode you wanted to see, you say, "Oh, that's going to be on in syndication." you know, Friday at four o'clock or something. So you'd yeah. have to
5: page through the book to get it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And this scrolling up no. the TV would, that's, that's, that was cool too. But
5: yeah, you can only go so far ahead. With only it like a day you ahead, ahead of it. time. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. You see, Natalie, we remember black and white.
2: That's how geeky I was though. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm looking through it. I'm like, oh, well, beside me. We do. Beside sure. me playing again Sunday night. Yeah.
4: Yeah. They used to do black and white TV on Nick at night.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this
3: was when it was real. and it
5: was, it was it, John Belushi's going to be on Johnny Carson or something
6: like
3: that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Philip loved to stay up and watch Johnny Carson when she was like nine.
2: Right, that's why when I went to school, they'd call me, my nickname was Acid. Everybody thought I was completely <laughs> wasted because my eyes were bugged out from watching television. Only.
3: Yeah. Anyway. There was no sleeping over here.
2: Well, let's... Uh, I'll, um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Let me go ahead and do mine. So rose we
3: all have kind of a fine oh i'm sorry Your query. your person that's fine
2: what what do you sorry. have on your mind get you're it out get it person. out and then i'll get ready to just plunge in just
3: he you know up. one of these episodes completely i do get to do their profile i list. do
2: but we went back and you kn- was mad. but when you redid it you nailed it
3: i did i nailed it
2: so we're talking about Paige Matthews.
0: the prince.
1: still think I'm reaching? I don't believe this. <sighs> Why do you think she left so suddenly? What, did trashing our house become too boring for her? She probably realized we don't have the prince.
0: I still can't believe that you exist, that you're actually real. I always wanted to save you from the evil enchantress so you could live happily ever after.
1: Be with me and I shall.
0: Uh, if you want to do it by yourself, then go for it.
1: I do. Yeah, if that's what you want, we'll be here uh, with the prince.
0: What is it?
5: Something's wrong. Paige is in trouble.
0: Go, 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 go! This is all my fault. Piper and Phoebe were crazy to trust me. Why didn't I listen to them?
5: Now is not the time to lose it, Paige. We need to get them back.
0: Get them back? What do we do? Hop on a bus to medieval times?
2: This is the character played by Rose McGowan. And it, when you were talking about characters playing characters... Actresses,
3: actresses playing... Actresses playing
2: characters that are, that are not the same you know, age... Page was born in 1977, whereas Rose was born in 1973. So there was a four-year difference in their age. And when she came on board after the death of Prue, she was the youngest. Of Why them. they
5: gave her pigtails to make her younger.
2: Mm-hmm. Probably so, yeah. I didn't think of that, but yeah, I guess so. She's the maternal half-sister of Prue, Phoebe, and Piper, having been left at a church by biological parents as an infant. Patty Hallowell was the mother of all the girls, or the witches, but Paige was fathered by Sam Wilder, Patty's white lighter, or white liar, is it white lighter? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was scandalous for an affair to to go on between a witch and a white lighter. It
4: was, uh, it was forbidden. Forbidden.
2: Which is why they gave her up. Mm -hmm. They, she, she was put up for adoption. Yes.
5: So they had th- she had three daughters, and then number four went up for adoption yep
2: mm-hmm. and she was raised by the Matthews family at age seventeen at eight at pages age seventeen the, her adopted parents, the Matthews, were killed in a car wreck, and she escaped the car wreck with an orb spell that she iner inadvertently cast and found herself on the side of the road unharmed, despite her parents having died so she went on to take that was an epiphany. She went on to go into social work, which is indicative of her spirit because she wanted to help people. Um,
0: mm-hmm. so that's
2: the type of uh, witch she was. And she has a innate the good witch, yeah, innate need to help others. She's the, the good witch, but one, they're
5: the ones that float around in a bubble,
2: right? Yeah, that's Gwenda, the good witch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it says I, I read that Paige has the most powers of the four, at this point. At this point, okay, mm-hmm. including telekinetic orb healing, she is a white lighter, and she she is the final piece of the power of three, which is integral to this episode. And we talked about that earlier, where when in the series, is all- when they're all together, their power is uh, almost yeah. insurmountable. Can we can we put a pin here and talk about this power of
5: three? So I want to bring up the rune in the, in the, that shows up all over the place. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great, from great from, uh, from it's, it's John Paul Jones's symbol on the Led Zeppelin four album.
4: Well, my sister's friend was wearing it on a necklace for my dad's wedding. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love that you walk, that you wore the charmed symbol. And she goes, you know, it's not just the charmed symbol, right? Yeah. I go, no, I do know, but that's yeah. why I like it. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. It's called the tri-querta, Sorry. triquerta. Is that what it is? I think mean, yeah. so. Yeah.
3: Triquerta maybe?
2: T-R-I-Q-U-E-R-T-A. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. So yeah. Triquerta. I, th- I think the way you said it, it's first time, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
6: You're right.
5: It's
2: it, it's they're, It's either
5: Triquerta or Triquerta.
2: Right. So in Led Zeppelin 4, each member of the band adopted a rune and that happened to be the rune of that John Paul Jones selected. Yeah, he picked it out of a book, I think. Right. A book of symbols or something. Right.
4: Yeah, it's a cultic symbol.
2: Yeah. It, it's a lot older than Led Zeppelin IV. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah, but but anybody that's, you know, a guy Meyer Phil's age is going
2: to see that and right. immediately go, Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and when you watch the intro, The Charm, you see it on yeah. the shadows.
4: Yep.
5: See it num- numerous times. I think you see it like above their name too somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: But yeah, back to your pin. <laughs>
2: well, I'd be interested to know if there's a Led Zepp- Zeppelin fan lurking, you know, or if that, you know, maybe it's yeah, probably more. Rest- wondering. Yeah, we- and we could do an episode on all the. Twenty uh,
5: years ago, it was pretty likely that somebody would have been a Led Zeppelin fan. Right.
2: Right. All right. So let's talk about Rose a little bit. In Rose, uh, Rose McGowan i'm I'm not gonna get explicit here or go too deep into everything that uh, has gone down in recent years that will she, touch on a was bit. she
5: dating Marilyn Manson while she played this role is my only question about no
4: it. that happened more years recently later. yeah okay
2: oh huh. okay that, that's not okay, but that's not what i read i th- I read that she had been with Manson from Nineteen ninety-eight to two thousand and one. I might be
4: thinking of Evan Rachel so, Wood. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, yeah,
2: I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she was actually done with Manson. She would fired mm-hmm. him by then. Yeah. So she was. She so this is after her relationship with. Yeah. This episode was after her relationship with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Yeah.
3: She joined Charm in two thousand and one, so may she, have been you know.
2: She was a pretty big star, you know, from Scream. I yeah. you know that was mm-hmm. a huge movie. She was in Grindhouse. That. Yep. Robert Rodriguez.
3: Right. She was in uh, Death Proof. Yeah. Which was that? Which was the Rodriguez part of Grindhouse?
2: That's where the machine gun was attached yeah. to her leg, right? Yeah. 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 That was.
3: They replaced her leg with a machine gun.
2: hmm And I thought
3: that was kind of funny.
2: That was cool. I, yeah. I'm a fan of Tarantino mm-hmm. and uh, and not so much Rodriguez. I mean, he's similar but I mean it, it he tends to go off into the weeds sometimes but
3: little too much little too cartoon he's a, he's a
2: little he's a little more
5: horror for me, yeah you know, Than i'm but
3: we enjoyed death proof I, I enjoyed yeah the rodriguez I
5: saw it in the theater and mm-hmm. yeah it was it was mm-hmm. very violent <laughs> oh yeah it was yeah it was an he, orgy of violence he turned is, out
6: of he's
2: violent.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his calling. Oh, that's, I was going to mention too about Leo. I think the reason I picked him was because he's a, a pacifist that still had to kick some ass. Oh, yeah.
2: that's yeah. good. But Rose is most well known for Paige, of course, on Charmed, Courtney in Jawbreaker, Tatum in Scream, and Pam and what we talked about, Death Proof. That's that's kind of her. She's done a lot of the other good mm-hmm. work. I think she did something. Critically acclaimed recently, but I, I I don't have the I don't have it right now. Right. But- so she was in she was in Scream and Nev Campbell very much was in, in Scream. in the
3: Me Too movement, movement and All right. um, female empowerment?
2: All right. I'm kind of getting that. She was she was born on September 5th, 1973 in Florence, Italy. Her father was a devotee of the Children of God, a cult that was headed by a cult leader named David Berg. And he was high enough up that he was the, like, Italian contact for this denomination in Italy. But he became disillusioned with Berg over these things called, basically, it was women from the denomination that would go out and prostitute themselves in order to recruit people into the church. And also because of Berg's uh, pedophilia. So... Her father moved the entire family to Oregon at that point, where Rose fell in with, uh, you know, probably engaged in some normal activity, but got involved in drugs. And at the age of 13, she came home one night and she was sent to a rehab facility from which she escaped and became homeless. It was like nobody bothered to try to find her. So, for almost a oh, wow. year or so, she was out on the street. She, she claims she never did resort to the worst forms of, of trying to, to get money or anything like that. But eventually, she was reunited with her family. And, and she said that her family was sort of like the Adams family, wherever she lived, whether it was Italy, the United States, wherever it was, her family. Sort of came off as the Adams family, and she was sort of like the Wednesday, I guess.
3: I can see that?
2: Yeah,
3: I could definitely see that.
2: Her father eventually died. Mm-hmm. Rose's mom is highly educated and intelligent, and to this day, Rose will not talk about what she does for a living. But it it sounds like she works for some sort of clandestine operation or something.
3: Like maybe the CIA or the NSA, something like that. Something like she's that. She's in
2: that. She's she's in that cult. Yeah, but maybe. It's something she just, you know, I heard an interview with her. I'm getting a lot of this from this interview I heard that she did with a British journalist about 2018 or so. So she began a a three-and-a-half-year relationship with Brian Warner in 2018, a.k.a. Marilyn Manson. And she appeared as Jackie O in a video for Coma White from his Mechanical Animals album. And that was notable because I just did that podcast with Jeremy, Jeremy from Maniacal. Yeah, you just reviewed that album, kind of. Yeah. yeah, but I, I noticed her in that video for that for that song, and the song really suggests it's about her in part, but it's about their relationship and it's about drugs. So you can kind of connect the dots there about how that you know kind of how that went.
3: If if you can pause for a moment. The way that reads, began a three-and-a-half-year relationship in 2018. Yeah. That's not when the relationship was. In 2018, she appeared in a video no, about that, you know, yeah. she spoke about their relationship, employing copious drugs, right. and so on. But they were not together in 2018.
2: The, no, no, no. In fact she supports all the women weren't they, weren't they together before this episode in
3: right,
5: 2001? right. So yeah. they got back together it's
3: just the way that sounded to me it sounded like it people would think that they were together in 2018 which they were not
2: no in fact okay. they were not together in 2018 in fact when this british journalist talked to her about manson in 2018 she expressed her support of evan rachel wood and all the other women that have come forth to accuse Manson of sexual assault. She did provide the caveat that she herself did not experience that from him when she was with him. He was a different person when she knew him, but she supported those women. And as recently as November of this year, Manson has suggested that this has ruined his career. And there has been an investigation by the sheriff's office of Los Angeles County or whatever, to the LA District Attorney, and he's probably facing charges on all this stuff coming up very soon. So, also, of course, there's the Harvey Weinstein incident. She wrote a lot about that in 2018, detailing what happened there. She's not only indicts Weinstein, but all the the entire Hollywood apparatus that allows what she calls factory of rape. You know, she's uh, Definitely in pursuit of that, she bristles at the thought of being part of what's my, called the food movement. Part of a factory of rape—that's what—that's what she called. It. I mean, she calls the apparatus like a yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. A lot of women essentially exactly the same thing. They were told go here, and Harvey, you know, it's a—it's an interview. He—he he thinks you're wonderful, and the next thing you yeah, know, I, I get it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, yeah, he's got a number of people that are helping him. You know. Allow this to happen. So
4: well, and I think she talks out a lot against how many people also will just blindly support him even as more allegations come forward and he's yeah. you know, a very protected person. People were
5: scared of Harvey. Yeah. Right. And yeah.
4: now we have a movie about it.
5: Yeah. And yeah. Ashley so Judd was years. brave enough to be in it. Yeah. Disney used to own Miramax, so we had to deal with the Weinstein brothers.
2: Mm. A lot. Okay. Well, so she, her case, she did re- receive a one hundred thousand dollars settlement in her civil case against Weinstein. But
3: and oh, I will interject here: she took less money to avoid signing a PDA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An NDA. Ah.
5: Huh? An NDA. Non disclosure.
3: Yeah. Not. Have- a NDA. Yeah. Thank you. Aaron. Not a
2: not a public display of section, but a okay. non disclosure agreement.
3: Right. Non disclosure agreement.
2: So so mine's gone on really long here. So final thing I'll say is she moved to Mexico at the outset of the pandemic because she did not trust the what was going to happen in the United States under Donald Trump's leadership during the pandemic. So that's kind of where she's at yeah. on Mexico is not a whole lot safer, but
3: I have to wonder how much infrastructure there was as far as like, you know. I have to wonder where she is on the injections, the vaccines.
2: Well, I think she's for them. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Yeah, but being in Mexico, there wasn't. It probably wasn't available as as well as here in America, depending on where she was.
5: Probably at any pharmacia.
3: Maybe.
2: But well, that's I don't know. That's it. So
6: mm-hmm.
2: Natalie, I mean you mentioned your podcast. You want to go ahead and give us your socials and sure.
4: Yeah. tell all the men I've tolerated before post every Thursday wherever you can find podcasts. We have a YouTube channel under the same name. Still comfy can be found on the YouTube channel and it can also be found on our Instagram at Men I've Tolerated Pod. My personal socials are K 124 and that's what it is on Instagram and TikTok for any and all of my other projects.
2: Excellent. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun. It's well, thank cool. you so
4: much for letting me revisit Charmed. Yeah.
6: yeah. Um, yeah any,
5: any final yeah, thoughts on the episode?
6: This was, was a good
5: episode. The, the, the effects were kind of cheesy. Which, Always. Like you said it's part of the charm so Yeah, it's
3: part of the charm We got trip. it
5: as Doctor Who kind of thing mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. But,
5: It was um, also
4: a really good Point in the timeline Because Rose wasn't really established Yet on the show So it was a good one to Revisit because you got to talk about Prue, but you also got to talk about Paige coming in
5: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I agree, it I think Like a turning point
3: Yeah yeah, we brought in a fifth person, they could have done prude.
5: Yeah.
2: True. Well, she wasn't in the episode, though.
3: Well, she was in our minds.
2: Well, she's her She was present in everything we talked about anyway. I mean, it's like we kind mm-hmm. of dance around the topic of prude all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
5: then we would have been deeper into the Aaron spelling connection.
6: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Now, yeah. Aaron, do you have any final questions?
5: Oh, It's cool to finally do a show that I hadn't seen before.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Now, I do have a final question. Is there anything we didn't discuss or cover that you particularly thought should have come across?
4: Let me look over my notes.
3: Mm
4: -hmm. Oh, I just love how these older movies, as formulaic as they were, you were always guaranteed like, a kind of Knights of the Round Table-esque time-traveling episode, a musical episode. One of the things that I miss about millennial television is eventually Piper gets to own a club in the show, and then, like, big-name musicians come and play in it, and that's how you get, like, a new release of their song or whatever, because you got to watch it on Charmed.
5: Right. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's... I wonder who who was in the soundtrack of this one.
4: Mm, I didn't pay attention
6: yeah All
5: right, I'll tell you in a minute we can stall You're talking about the episode or, the, or just the yeah, show the, the episode yeah. I'm, I'm on it
3: yeah because they like, did play good new music that was one of the Into
5: Dust performed by Mazzy Star How Soon mm-hmm. Is Now performed by Love Spit Love
6: mm-hmm.
5: Into Pieces performed by Hungry Lucy And How Soon Is Now performed by the Smiths.
6: Mm -hmm. So
5: so, there was a cover and the original of How Soon Is Now, apparently. Yeah.
3: And they they spent good money on those soundtracks. Whereas I feel like with the reboot... I
5: did not hear that music on the uh, Pluto TV version.
4: Oh, sometimes the streaming services don't play the original music.
5: They don't have have the rights to the Smiths. So I (laughs) Ah. didn't hear any of that.
4: I didn't realize that I had watched all of Dawson's Creek with the incorrect soundtrack because Netflix didn't own any of the rights to anything. Wow! Yeah,
5: DVDs are that way a lot of times. Yeah, too. they got to change it.
3: Yeah. well, I feel cheated.
5: <laughs> yeah, but but back then, that was that was to your point of yeah. the soundtrack, the music for the week, you know, being yeah. influential.
3: And then, really, I mean, that was a big part of watching it—the original episode.
2: I think that probably accounts for how, mm-hmm. yeah, how popular it was with younger people at the time. Yeah,
3: that's a well. That yeah. and they were pretty much naked.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about that.
5: Well, well I, in Piper was in her, her not wearing a bra. whole
3: hell of a lot of clothing.
5: Well, yeah. okay. Rose I mean, McGowan was like down to a bra at one point. You're right.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Millennial mm-hmm. fashion.
3: Yeah, the the way to tell if Alyssa Milano was pregnant is if she has sleeves, she was pregnant that season.
4: Wow, so much. Yeah, okay.
3: Because I mean, it would be the dead of winter. She take off her coat, and she's still wearing a tube top mm-hmm. with straps because she's not exactly small chested girl.
5: Where are but, they? Uh, where is it based? Is this in?
3: I feel that. Like...
5: California?
3: Mm-hmm. You I mean... Don't... Uh, oh, sure. yeah. Charmed is based in California, but it's kind of northern. Which is more northern, San Francisco or San Diego?
5: San Francisco's north, San Diego's south at the Mexican border.
3: Okay, so it was San Francisco. Yeah, because the bridge was a big character, kind of. In the later seasons, they would spend a lot of time... The, the Everyone who could orb would... Uh, would orbit themselves to the top of the bridge. Mm-hmm.
2: You know that the house itself looks like the Pacific Northwest. You know? Yeah, we yeah. talked to yeah. about Seattle,
5: and mm-hmm. I, had, I had a Pacific Northwest vibe from it for yeah. for some reason too, but I don't know why.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it's cause definitely all the
5: witches end up up there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did you ever watch Bewitched, or were you a big watcher of Bewitched?
4: I loved Bewitched when it would. Play on Nick at Night. Big. I dreamed of genie fan. Mm. Practical Magic is now famously my committed favorite movie. I've never committed to a favorite movie before. And then okay. this year I went. You know what? Love it. It's Practical Magic.
5: <laughs> what year was that? Do you know what year that was?
4: Mm.
5: It was right before this this series, right?
4: Probably. My thing. And they
5: had they were, that came out the same time as like the craft, I think. Yeah, like I do TV. love the
4: craft. Mm-hmm.
2: Was it Nicole Kidman?
4: Yes, yeah, and it huh. was in '98. Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock.
2: Yeah, we had the soundtrack
5: actually. Yeah,
4: it's a great soundtrack. I also love the movie Jawbreaker. That's
3: my favorite. Might have been, Rose might have been
5: one of our. Might have been one of our movies.
3: Mm. Practical magic,
5: touchstone picture.
3: Is it oh, Disney? Ninety six. Yeah. Oh, you mean Disney so, movie? Yeah,
5: the yeah I think it, I think no, I think Practical Magic probably was. But I, I started seen, there in uh, ninety seven.
2: Bell Book and Candle, have you seen that? Oh yeah.
3: that, that you need to that's, find
2: That's what that's what Bewitched is based on.
3: Well. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. You might want to see that. Kit Novas,
3: Jimmy Stewart. It's it's such, a, yeah, the movie. Oh so good. Mm-hmm. And Pie Whackin', you are gonna just fall in love. What what is it uh, have you seen the the craft the the sequel? No, it was still twenty dollars every time. TV.
4: I wasn't gonna spend twenty dollars on it. I was like, yeah. eventually that will be free.
6: <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> I thought that the new Hocus Pocus was good for mm-hmm. it being a made for streaming movie. I haven't seen it yet. When my friends really me, popular. Yeah. I never We're...
5: watched the original Hocus Pocus. Really? So it was kind of. Oh, you should. Uh, it's, it's the I think it's the age thing. I was like just too old for it.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: When it came no. what was it in the about the same like late nineties, maybe?
3: Yeah. Okay. Aaron, I'm just gonna say this, you keep missing it. This is what grandchildren are for. <laughs> so you can watch old kids' movies. Or Disney
4: Plus. That's what Disney yeah. Plus is for. Yeah. <laughs> you That's can good. still watch kids' movies.
3: I'm pretty sure you have access
5: to Disney. Yeah, starting this year, we get... Mm-hmm. This past year, we had to choose between the the park pass and the streaming bundle. Oh. But next year, we get them both. Wow. Yeah,
3: because right. yeah, he works for Disney. Right. If that Everybody. wasn't, you know... I figured at yeah. some point. <laughs> All the
5: statues up there, aren't Yeah. <laughs> No.
4: He's got. Yeah, waiting
5: for my got 25 years. i I've got to, Right in the eighth for
3: Hocus Pocus, they're perfect for it.
4: Well, and Hocus Pocus has gone through like a huge renaissance. I don't even think it was yeah. that popular in the 90s as popular no, it as it is now. It
5: got it more it's popular, popular, popular in in, in, yeah. in replays and
2: you know mm-hmm. VHS DVD. That's the other thing. I listened to your 20 minute mm-hmm. teaser on Hocus. Pocus. Oh,
4: on Hocus Pocus. Uh, Yes, I do love Hocus Pocus It's now If you love Halloween You have to love Hocus Pocus too Because now that's all Halloween is It's just one big Hocus Pocus My
5: my daughter is like Two years older than you Uh, Her her tastes drove a lot of what was Shown in the house
4: Yeah,
6: I believe Mm -hmm. it So,
5: So for whatever reason She wasn't into Hocus Pocus How was her birthday party? It was fun yeah, good. They, yeah. We we went over there, opened presents, hung out with the grandkids for, for a bit. My kids were having a nerf dart war with them mm-hmm. in the front yard for a while.
6: Fun. Good. I Thanks. was
5: chilling with my grand dog and
6: <laughs> Otto. A dog. No. yeah,
5: mm-hmm. a af- after a little while we, we left and then they went out for dinner Mexican food, don cucos. Oh.
4: What Sweet. do you do for Disney?
5: I'm oh, I, I'm a software developer. We write systems that Disney uses to book movies in theaters.
4: Oh, that's fun.
5: Salespeople will be like on the phone with the the circuits, your AMCs and Cinemarks and what have you, and they'll you know, negotiate what stays in the theater for the next week and what comes off and stuff like that. I, and they do it on our software.
4: So my friend Jules is in Modesto, California, and she'll mm-hmm. tell me all the time, she's always so frustrated. She's like, Glass Onion, not coming to my theaters. This movie, not coming to theaters. I was like, The well, indie films still go to, it, yeah. I was like, I don't know what it is about Dayton, but we get them all. Like, any movie she's ever named, she's like, I really wanted to see that one. It's not in a theater near me. I'm like, it's in every theater near me. Yeah. I don't know what Dayton did to become a huge movie hub, but we did it. Dayton, <laughs> Ohio? Yeah.
6: Okay, mm-hmm. They
4: get so, the yeah.
6: Reading. yeah yeah
5: i'm I'm in Thousand Oaks, California, but I grew up in in Norwood where Phil and Lisa are, and my dad worked for a lot of years in Dayton or Vandalia I guess
4: mm-hmm. I used to live in oh. Vandalia,
5: so he'd he'd commute from Norwood to Vandalia every day
4: that's a like hike
3: about now, 65 have-
5: miles what's that?
3: Oh, I was, I was just going to ask her. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. 65 miles.
5: Yeah. And on going up 75 mm-hmm. at that hour of the morning, 4 or 4, 30 30. in the morning, that's when all the truckers are. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just nuts. Mm-hmm. I did it once or twice. I think I, you know, don't know if I had to borrow the car or what, but I, you know, I did that drive, maybe dropped him off and, you know,
2: took it somewhere else, but it was, that's, a, a, that's a shady thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's one of the most... Well, yeah. when you see uh, Dayton Daily News, you know you're... The, the building for Dayton Daily News, you know you're about to get about there. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But, like, like here... You, you things-
2: know that print, print journalism is not dead.
4: <laughs> right. We still got
3: the Dayton Daily News.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: we have the Cincinnati Enquirer still. Yeah. yeah. We actually still get the Sunday paper. That's going to stop in 2023. You really they still
2: get a paper? Paper
3: like one dollar to fifteen a month. So mm. that's a no for me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, we want Natalie to come back, so we should probably let her have some of her evening back here. <laughs>
3: <And> what <laughs> what it's, so, so, yeah, it's pretty late for you guys. I art films go to art houses in Dayton, or do they go to the big theaters? So we have
4: an indie theater called the Neon downtown, and if it's mm. like really obscure. Or one that's like literally just made to win a bunch of Oscars. The neon will get it first. But eventually Cinemark gets it. I honestly think Cinemark has more to do with it than our location. I just think that Cinemark is leading in movie theaters at this point.
3: Do do you have the Cinemark membership? I sure do. It's not worth it. How do they make money on that?
4: I tell people, I was like, listen... With the money I Concession. save on snacks and my mm-hmm. ticket, I go every ticket is free. Every yeah. ticket at this point is yeah. free. And if you
3: don't go this month, you got two free tickets.
4: And then I just take friends good. and then they buy me dinner. I'm like, the- I'm never not, not winning. Concession. 25
3: if the- you go often enough. So You're still active. Do you, so
4: you get, get do you coffee
5: going. or do you get what, popcorn and drinks? So you this, get yeah? a
4: movie ticket every month and they can roll over. And then you get like twenty
6: per-
4: Yeah. And then you get twenty percent off all future tickets of that month and guest tickets, so you can get your friends a discount and a twenty discount at the concessions, but they also give you like free popcorn and drink coupons all the time. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you Yeah, reward you earn the rewards and if you but, get yeah, that- Level concessions are twenty five percent off, and you can still use the coupons. Yeah, and it's ten
4: dollars a month.
3: Right, it's literally ten dollars a month. It's cheaper it, than a movie, and you get at least one free movie because I was yeah. I the tickets.
5: They they make their money though on the concessions.
3: Yeah.
4: My sister and I put Movie Pass out of business as soon as we knew Movie Pass was a thing, and you could go to any movie. We went to every movie. It would be yeah. like a Wednesday evening, and we're like, "What weird movie do we yeah. want to go see with our Movie Pass?"
2: Right, the monster. They they, yeah. they terminated that deal, right? I mean, they were like, "Yes." Oh. And
4: then eventually they limited it, and then they wiped it. But I did right. sign up for the beta. They were like, "Movie Pass might be coming back." I was like, is that, "Duh." Is
2: that AMC? Well, was it was, was for the general, a lot of theaters. For a bunch okay. of it, it was a big yeah. chain, yeah. yeah. I mean, it might have been AMC. But I want to see mm-hmm. Babylon. That oh yeah, was-
4: I want to see that one too. That's one. It looks it's very the bars, theatrical. theatrical.
2: Yeah, no,
5: I'm, look, I'm thinking of yeah. Barbarian. That's ours.
4: I bad. saw Barbarian. It was so good. <laughs> barbarian. Yeah, I got to see that. I could talk about Barbarian for four hours With and all the things.
5: Anything that's Searchlight Pictures is us. Anything that's 20th Century. Is us. And any Legacy Fox
4: stuff is us. Yeah. I know you guys own everything at this point. Yeah.
3: Just about. Now, now, let me ask you, Natalie. Did you see A Promising Young Woman? I did. As, I. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved
4: it. I love her. Yeah. I love Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. I haven't seen She Said yet. I'm going to wait until... It's on video on demand because I was like, I don't want to be sitting with ignorant people trying yes. to watch this very sensitive movie. I had
5: a really disappointing box office.
4: See? And now that I feel like bad. I should have. Yeah. Because that's what well, happened I, to Bros, too.
6: Bros it.
3: had a really bad... this weekend. We're Yeah,
5: Bros it. had a really, really disappointing.
3: I know. And what was the movie again? Well, you've got... Uh...
5: She Said and Bros, those two both were... Yeah. Not well I, wanted,
3: I told you I wanted to go. Well,
5: I I'm still, not, I'm still not going to movie theaters.
3: Are you not going? Are I
4: you love are movie not going?
5: Tomorrow I'm going to. We're having a. Our teams having a holiday lunch mm-hmm. at P.F. Chang's.
6: Oh.
5: And we're. Do, but I. I need to get. I need to go after this and find a twenty dollar ish gift for a white elephant.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Delio able to get a charger. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna be wearing my mask. I don't think I'm gonna eat. So yeah, you gotta take off your
4: mask. Yeah, wrap up some toilet uh, paper. I try to go to really That's obscure very, movie times. A white elephant. I either go right around that like two o'clock to four o'clock time slot where a lot of people are still at work. I
2: or love it. Time slot
4: <laughs> or a nine o'clock time slot on a Sunday night. No one's at the yeah. movie at the nine o'clock Sunday night. I, I'll show, do the two
2: maybe. o'clock, not the nine o'clock. <laughs> uh-huh. Whatever, whatever yeah. we're seeing, it I would be like a, a nine or ten p.m.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs>
5: every time, and hopefully we're the only ones in there. If, one of six, if but but
3: the it's seen of Rose is still. still we're going okay Saturday. I
2: don't. I love going to movie or
3: Sunday, whichever day we don't have another yeah. podcast. Yeah.
2: Let's, yeah. All right, another one showing.
3: Maybe Kajillionaire If you haven't seen that, oh, I don't think I've seen that too. one. Okay, Kajillionaire. Well, that's you that's Evan
2: Rachel is. Wood.
3: Yeah, it's so good. So- I lost track of
4: Evan Rachel Wood after Across. Mm-hmm. No, she did something else right after Across mm-hmm. the Universe. But
2: Westworld. Oh West- yeah,
4: Westworld. I only watched the first season.
2: Mm-hmm. Me too. Man,
4: I Didn't passed you? out after two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for having me on. The original
5: Westworld's Sorry, a great movie, though, if you man. haven't seen that.
3: it Would be longer than the episode.
5: What'd you huh? say the original Westworld? Is with, a
3: good movie
5: with Yul Brenner and Richard Benjamin mm-hmm. is a great movie from like nineteen,
2: what at the latest. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk this. We like you said. We could go on. I love
4: up. movies. <laughs> I started. Yeah. I started a podcast about my dating life. That's. Turned into a podcast about misogyny, and <laughs> but every time I can be on a movie podcast, I'm like my true passion, the media. <laughs> right. Yeah.
5: Well, we'd love to. Well, have thanks, you back. For thanks for being on. We have to have you back. Yeah, thanks well, for thank introducing you. us to Charmed.
4: No problem. Watch them all nice on Peacock. You. Yeah.
5: All right, Natalie. You have a good Watch all on Peacock, Watch them all on Pluto TV
4: or Pluto or any of them.
3: Like, oh no, commercials we have social twitter yeah Uh uh-huh pod
2: instagram
3: yeah Uh uh-huh pod facebook yeah Uh uh-huh pod website -uh www.yeah-uh-huh.com so let us know hit us back have a great week